Hello and welcome to another episode of Rebellious Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. We are the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan, and today we will be talking about combating loneliness. Um, this is an interesting topic. A lot of times we talk about, um, uh, well, our whole podcast is about building your personal creed, right? And um, some of that is learning how to uh, potentially, I think it's a couple faceted, right? Learning how to be by yourself and enjoying your own company, as well as there's many people that don't have, especially men, that don't have companionship and friends like maybe per se some some women do. Um, so we're going to kind of go in, going through, breaking it down a little bit about how to combat loneliness in your life. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. All right, so I think that from the top, let's let's maybe define what loneliness is. Uh, a definition that I had, that I found that I thought was a very descriptive, is that loneliness is a subjective, unwelcome feeling of lack or loss of companionship. It happens when there is a mismatch between the quantity and quality of social relationships that we have and those that we want. What do you think about that one, Ethan? I I think that's a, a great definition. And, and I think kind of at the end there, it says like that we want, right? I think a lot of times we have interactions that we don't particularly want. And it's like, like you know, for example, um, how do I say this delicately? <laughs> <laughs> Fighting with your spouse uh, does not mean you're. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, um, for example, sometimes and it hasn't happened so much um, lately, but sometimes I'll get home from work, right? I've been at work all day and uh, I'll get home and my wife, uh, and this is very rarely, but uh, it'll almost, just be a rough almost day. Almost never. A rough, like one time 20 with, years ago. <laughs> a rough day with the kids, right? Yeah. And, you know, it'll just be. She has a short fuse and I have a short fuse or whatever, but finally we get the kids down and, and we've had conversations and she's like, um, you know, at work all day you have uh, like adult like interactions and you get to like have fun and talk with people and build relationships all day. And, uh, you know, I'm just here with the kids, which talk I Talk to people and have com- fun. What do you think this is? <laughs> yeah, I understand completely. Right. But I'm like at work. I, I'm not building relationships with anyone. I'm just getting my job done. I would say 90% of the time at work, I have headphones in because I don't want anybody to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, and a lot of times too, yeah, I have tons of meetings every day where I'm talking with people, but it's not like, I mean, I'm not like gaining anything out of those interactions. It's not like yeah. wanted interactions. It's just like, yeah, Business, I mean, I have to yeah. do this or, yeah. or whatever else, uh, which is just, you know, kind of um, interesting. But yeah. uh I mean, I can understand just from a, 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 an adult versus a kid level. 
Um, but I like that, that sometimes people can seem really, really busy and be going, 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 going. But if it's not the kind of interactions they want or need, then well, they can still feel lonely. I think it's, I mean, I don't think there's any working man out there who's got a stay at home wife, uh, who does manages the kids at home. Really, both facets of that can lead to loneliness. You know, your yeah. wife's at home with the kids all day. It's it can be lonely just having to talk to, you know, like five, six, seven year olds all day, and yeah, yeah. repeat and yourself when I say a million that, times. And so, like, yeah, she's I likely, say that yeah. only from my side. Yeah, yeah. That you know, looking on her side, I mean, we completely we can understand each other. Oh, really, yeah. Because it would be lonely just to all all your communication is with a five year old all day. Oh yeah. So it's like almost like both of you come in and you're like, I feel lonely today, or like. I didn't connect with anybody, but like even at work, you have to watch what you say because you don't know who you'll offend or you have to like, I mean, especially when you're, you know, in the sensitive world that we live in today. I mean, heck, you got to watch everything that you say. So, uh, in fact, I just got into it with a guy the other day at work. Uh, He he was like, I I was reporting on some of the um, customers like, feedback to our company and some of the customers are conservative and they don't like some of the liberal stances our company's taking Uh, and this guy who didn't know me at all he was like making jokes and like oh this is so unfounded or this is such bs and i was like uh, i was just trying to play the middle i was just like hey man these are customers complaints we got to take them seriously he's just like nah this is you know this is just right wing like craziness and i'm like dude people actually believe this stuff He's like, do you actually believe this stuff? And I was like, it's important for me to consider this stuff. So I was just like trying to play this line, you know, that like, uh, it's just can be so difficult. It's like, this is not a conversation I want to have, you know. But 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 you're supposed to bring your whole self to work. Oh, yeah. Well, that's only my sexuality. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Only if I have some kind of sexual, uh, uh, you know, thing that I feel like I need to tell everybody at work. That's the only personal self I need to bring to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aside from that, but you're like, you're right. Like even talking to people, that's not like emotional connection. Uh, and sometimes you can feel isolated in a crowded room. Actually, I think it's a lyrics to a Taylor Swift song. Uh, hmm. Do you ever feel lonely in a, in a crowded room? I think this is the lyric, but, uh, the, uh, I'm sure my wife will, will appreciate that uh, reference if she listens to this episode. <laughs> uh, but so there's different types of loneliness apparently. And I didn't know this. So, there are a couple of different ones. I'll run through them here. So there's emotional loneliness, which is the absence of meaningful relationships. There's social loneliness, uh, which is described as a perceived deficit in the quality of social connections. And then there's an existential loneliness, a feeling of fundamental separatedness from others and, and the wider world. So, I think they're all very close, but they, they're kind of all a little bit different. Uh, and then there's, within those, there's kind of other types of loneliness can include uh, transient loneliness, uh, a feeling of that comes and goes of, of being lonely. I think this is, probably everybody's experienced this. Situational loneliness, where it only occurs at certain times, like, uh, you know, say on Christmas or uh, holidays or 
Um, Valentine's Day is a big situational loneliness day. It's for people that don't have spouses or, or a loved one to spend Valentine's Day with. And then there's chronic loneliness, which is feeling lonely all the time. So, um, I think that, uh, you know, but before we dive a little bit further, I want to ask you a question. Can, can you tell me a time of when you've felt lonely, Ethan? Oh, geez. <clears throat> um, so, uh, this one's probably kind of menial. Um, but, uh, every year, my, my family and I, uh, travel out West, uh, to the Western part of the United States for about a month or just over a month. And typically I will stay for like three weeks and then I will come home and my wife will stay for, um, another week and a half or two weeks. Um, and so it's kind of interesting because, um, so much exposure, like when you're married and you got kids, there's just, you're always around someone. And then when you, um, when you sitting in this house all alone and it's quiet and you're just like, okay, well, I guess it's time for dinner, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just like your routine is so thrown off. Um, and you can combat it with, you know, calling the kids and FaceTime and things like that. But, um, I've always kind of, especially when you get into like after a week, if it's like two weeks, um, I think last year it was with how the timing kind of was, it was over our anniversary that we were apart our our 10 year anniversary. And so, um, it, it kind of wears on me a little bit, uh, where I, you know, I start missing the kids and missing my wife and, and just missing like just social interactions, right. Just like sitting there and talking or, uh, it is kind of nice just to the quiet for a little while for a couple of days and you're just vegging on TV while you're eating dinner and, you know, you don't hear daddy, daddy, daddy a million times, but, uh, then you kind of start to miss it a little bit. So that that's something that is kind of on an annual basis that I've kind of looked at and, and, uh, tried to, to work on and that I felt it, it, the absence makes the heart grow fonder for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, no, no wonder, uh, you were able to watch seven seasons of Peaky Blinders in, in two weeks. <laughs> yep. 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 I mean, that's understandable, uh, that's... you know, people, and I think that that's, and I kind of say that joking, but I also say it like, a lot of people do medicate themselves. They do medicate loneliness with distraction. And yep. I mean, when you're talking about two weeks, it doesn't make a big of a deal because you're, you're going to see your wife anyway soon. Well, but and like, it's, it's immediately remedied by yeah. them coming back, which is good. But I think some people do that for years or, or for longer than that. They get so sucked into video games or so sucked into um, like different things uh you know television shows or or whatever that they just kind of isolate isolate those around them and uh it or they or they don't or they're alone and they don't get opportunities or they don't make opportunities to go meet new people so it just perpetuates that loneliness and i think for some people that just like drives them even deeper into their virtual world of uh you know whatever World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, or whatever that may be. <laughs> uh, yeah, Red uh, Red Alert Two. <laughs> hey, that game was you guys play with somebody. 
Yeah. Um, I can give. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to hear one from you. So, um, I think probably the one of the loneliest times I felt was when I went to Mexico on my mission. Um, you know, you, you try to they try to teach you Spanish before you go, but they once you get there, you're like, what the heck is going on, you know? And I didn't know much Spanish before then, so I, I took a nine week class. They tried to teach me Spanish while at the same time trying to teach me how to teach people. Uh, these lessons that I couldn't even really say what was going on. And so I got there and um, they just put you with somebody. Uh, so I got put with this this local dude, uh, Mexican guy from Chihuahua. And he was determined uh, not to speak any English to me uh, because he wanted me to learn quick. And so I really struggled uh, trying to communicate anything uh I think this guy was kind of lazy. And so when I got there, uh, he was like, I got to straighten up. And so he was like super hard line. Like we got there and I'm like, dude, I just arrived from America. I need to go buy like a pillow. I need to buy some sheets. And he's like, what? Oh man. I was like, I need to buy groceries. And he was like pissed that I had to go buy stuff. When I just got there, like I I had, I mean, I had one bag and I flew into this new country. I had absolutely nothing. And he's just like, he was mad. And so like, I was like, okay. And I was in this area. There was no other white people in the whole area. Nobody spoke English. I didn't speak Spanish. And, um, one time we were just talking to someone and like, uh, I, I think I said, I said something to offend him. Uh, I, I think, and, or I did something and not, not on purpose. Uh, but, I think actually what it was is that we were knocking on some guy's door and the guy was coming to the door and he didn't, and then my, my companion that I was with didn't see the guy coming. And so he knocked harder and the guy came to the door. I was like, Oh, uh, perdón. I said, mi compañero es, uh, estupido. Cause I was like, Oh, I, what I meant to say is like, Oh, my companion's an idiot. He just didn't see it coming, but it came out wrong. It, it obviously didn't translate well into Spanish. Like my companion's stupid. And like, and so because I said that this dude literally, he gave me the cold shoulder for probably three weeks. Uh, and so every single, pe- like, we went to go talk to people. and like, you know, look, hey, can we talk about Christ? And I'm like, yeah, come on in. And he would just look at me. And he would, like, say, hey, you went to the missionary training center. You give, you give the lesson. And so I'm, like, fumbling through this stuff and, like, have no idea what I'm, I'm like. I mean, the people were like, What? And I'm just kind of fumbling through this. I don't know the language. I mean, I don't even really know the lessons that well either. Uh, and he wouldn't say anything. It was like his way of punishment. He's like, he's, he was basically saying, okay, if I'm stupid, then you do it, uh, was his uh, response. And uh, it went on that way for like three weeks, uh, three or four weeks. And I had absolutely nobody uh, to to talk to. Uh, nobody knew what I was going through. Uh it was just like, you know, and I was trying to have a brave face because I was like, oh, I'm excited about this thing. This is, uh, I'm here. I'm trying to do this job now, but it really sucked. And uh, I think that was probably one of the, probably one of the loneliest times. I felt lonely at other times of my mission, but I could actually communicate it at least at those points. I'm, not that anybody cared what I had to communicate. Um, 
you know, cause when you're 19 you're like, Oh dude, I'm, I'm really sick or whatever. Your companion's like, okay, I'm sorry. You're sick. Like deal with it on your own. Like, what is he going to do? You know? So there's been, there was times like that, but that time specifically where like my companion hated me. I couldn't communicate to anybody around me. I was in a foreign country. I just moved there. The food was different. Everything was different. I was just like, man, this sucks. So that does suck. And, uh, I can relate to a certain extent. Um, yeah, not not knowing the language and your first companion doesn't speak any English and you're just like, dude, what did I do? But yeah, well, I uh, one of the things that I looked into um, whenever I was I was doing this is is what are the signs of someone who is lonely? Right? How, how can we potentially recognize? And our whole podcast is, you know, we're we're creating a brotherhood, and we're helping each other. And so, what are some signs that um, that we can potentially look for uh, in in recognizing that somebody's lonely? So, obviously, I mean, loneliness is not just specifically a a, a male thing. Obviously, um, it can affect any gender or class or uh anyone out there that um you know wants to have relationships uh there are kind of anomaly people that just don't want to have any types of relationships that that's maybe you know a whole whole different situation um but here's a couple of uh of common signs that might um tell us or tell you that someone is is really struggling with loneliness so one is just social withdrawal in general. Uh, if you invite them out or, or, or you just like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in like six weeks. You know, you used to be going out or doing whatever. What, what's going on? You know, uh, another one is just a lack of close relationships. Maybe that 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 bachelor who lives in a city all by himself and he's working and he's not married and, you know, all he does is just you know, go to the gym and work, or, you know, go to the gym and then go to work mm -hmm. and then go back home and eat by himself. Right. Yeah. Um, emotional numbness. Sometimes people just, just get just very cold if they have a, a, a very distinct transition and from, you know, from being very loving or whatever to very emotionally numb, uh, just general depression, anxiety kind of goes along with that. Uh, another one, we kind of talked about this with uh, technology, but uh, uh, substance abuse. A lot of people will drink or um, excessive uh, technology, pornography, different things like that are all used to combat uh, or are uh, signs of, of loneliness. Um, increased anger or irritability as well. Um, excessive time spent online, one just kind of one we just talked about. Um, a lot of times, uh, always being tired, this can kind of go with depression, but physical changes, uh, changes in appetite, uh, disruption in sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, you know, our, our grandpa, he lived by himself for a long time. And I mean, his, his sleep patterns were all jacked up. I mean, he'd wake up at like four o'clock in the afternoon and then he would stay up until like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and then go to sleep. And then it was just like, he just, his, his rhythm was completely off because yeah. I think he was just, he was just all by himself. He's just lonely. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one was interesting too. Uh, one, uh, people that uh, they, 
increase their risk-taking behavior. So if people are just uh, taking more risks that seem kind of out of the norm, um, can be a sign of of combating loneliness or, you know, I don't know, just trying to feel something, feeling the rush of cliff jumping or hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the last one was just, uh, just self-isolation, which kind of goes back to just social withdrawal. Um, but those were all, all kind of ones that stuck out to me to say, number one, do I do any of these things? And then number two, do I have any friends or even colleagues or anything else like, um, you know, that, that I notice these types of things with. Um, and if I do, then, you know, kind of the next section and we can talk about this. Well, how do, how do, how does one combat that? Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of my, my preview. Yeah. A couple of things that had similar stuff. I was looking at some different studies and things, but one, I think that it's a, if you're lonely, you're not alone in your loneliness. Uh, one in five people are lonely. Uh, there's some studies have shown. One in three men believe that there's no one to help them if they were ever in need. Uh, so that's that's pretty bad. Uh, they wouldn't have anybody to call uh, as like a backup. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I felt that way at times uh, at, different times uh, in my life uh, depending on where I lived I think living close to family like like you Ethan and like uh, my parents um, and uh, and others uh, I think that that is I feel more secure I, more like I could call someone uh, and then yeah. you know getting to know some friends but I think that has ebbed and flowed at different points in my life where at some points I felt like I didn't have anybody uh, except for the neighbor that I barely knew across the street, you know, or something like that. <clears throat> um, a study of uh, 2,000 pe- plus people ages 18 to 89 showed that uh, a couple major factors that led to people being lonely were one, living alone, two, having poor health, three, infrequent social interactions, and four, being unmarried. Uh, pretty obvious, right? All those things. <laughs> Be by yourself and don't talk to people, and then you'll be lonely. <laughs> yeah, like no, no, no crap, you know. Yeah, that'll for sure uh, make you lonely. Increase your loneliness. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a kind of an organization that's called the Campaign to End Loneliness, and they said that there's critical differences between men and women's friendships, uh, and like and how they're valued and their those relationships. So you mentioned a little bit about the differences between men and women earlier, and I thought this was important. So here's how men value friendships with other men. And this is according to this organization. They said men value instrumental aspects of their friendships, like common interests and shared activities are fundamental. Uh, One study found that all men valued groups that promoted social and emotional ties with other men, such as gaming, sports, recreational activities, and that increased well, um, that increased your overall well well being, uh, and then the last one here is, uh, how, well, then these are, this is how women actually uh, value their relationships. So women women value emotional based aspects of their friendships. 
So mutual understandings and intimacy are the most important. Disclosing struggles and showing compassion are essential for fostering closeness with female friends. So it's a lot more about uh, that intimacy being vulnerable. Uh, Sometimes, guys, it's a lot harder to get over that. And because of that, you have less meaningful discussions, less, um, less intimacy, you could say. So uh, that's uh, uh, those. Those are those two. I thought that was those were pretty interesting. Yeah, the difference between men and and women and how they, I I, I think, how they interact is just very different anyway. Um, and I was going to bring this up a little bit later too, but uh, I think women are just kind of a lot more, I don't know, maybe open or they're more social creatures. Um, you know, my, my wife has kind of a group of friends that she hangs out with almost every day with the kids, especially I mean, during the summer and they all go to the park and they hang out and they talk for hours and everything else. Um, I don't know if it's just, I don't have time to make that kind of, I don't have that kind of time to make that kind of relationship or, or, or interaction with other men or, um, it's just, it's just different, but I, I don't particularly need that. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, whenever we lived out in, so, so we live in North Carolina now, but whenever we lived out in California, um, I mean, I would only call home, I don't know, maybe a couple times a month. I mean, I, I just, that was, and when, when, when I'd call home, it'd be like, Hey, how you guys doing? You know? Yeah, whatever. And then we'd talk for 10 minutes and be like, okay, all right, well, I'm glad everything's good. You know, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously now that we all live a lot closer that, that we see each other more and we talk more and, and obviously us doing the podcast, luckily we get to talk a lot more. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, other people, a lot of times, um, you know, they'll, they'll call their parents and be on the phone for a couple hours or, you know, whatever. And, and I am just like, man, I can't stand I don't know. I guess just sitting on the phone talking to somebody, it's like, I got to be doing something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, different. Uh, people in- engage, I guess, in different ways. Yeah. We're always told what no news is good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I guess, always... that, I guess, I guess there's a, there's a statute, there's, there's a, a limitation to that. Yeah. It's not always true. I think sometimes no news from people, uh, you have the assumption that if there was something important then they would have told you, but sometimes if you don't ch- chit chat with people about the simple stuff then they're not going to share with you, like, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, you know, like I was chit chatting with someone when at work the other day and I was just like, Hey, how's it going? How's you know, your family doing? Or how are you doing? And, and this girl was like, well, actually, you know, my son has early onset arthritis and he can't even close his fist in his right hand. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so like, I think a lot of people, everybody has everybody has problems. Everybody's going through something, and likely, uh, well, that was I mean, that was a woman that shared that with me. But likely, they're not going to share it with you uh, unless one, they're feeling very open, or unless two, they see that like you are genuinely care. Um. Well, and that's such a thing in the United so. States too. Is that's like a greeting of yeah. you know that's like saying hi is how are you how you doing right yeah. and it's just like a, a a natural response to that is good or fine i mean even if you're not you i mean that's just like a a, a welcome or a greeting 
Uh, I was watching this video the other day about somebody came from from England. It was like it was so weird whenever somebody you know, just passed people in the street and they'd be like, "Oh, how are you doing?" You know, and it was like at first I thought people were just being really nice, but then it was like then I figured out that that's the same thing as like saying "What's up" or "Hi." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, no, it's 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 tough. Uh, I, I think that having meaningful connections is is so critical, and uh, if I didn't have my you know my spouse, like I would to have these meaningful conversations and discuss our, our deepest questions and um, uh, desires and dreams in life, uh, it would be incredibly lonely. So uh, it's, it's critical. Yeah. 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 So a couple of things yeah. that uh, I just made a short list of things that you could potentially do to combat loneliness in your life. Um, and a few of those are, uh, cultivate meaningful connections. So obviously just, you know, if you're interested in finding a life partner, then go and seriously, you know, date somebody. Don't just be hooking up all the time. Um, you know, reach out to family and friends. If it's not, you know, getting together, it's a phone call, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, well, he doesn't call me. You know, my mom doesn't call me. Well, so yeah, but how many times have you called your mom? Um, and so the, the phone works both ways. Mm-hmm. So reach out, uh, even if it kind of hurts or it's, or it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, force yourself to do it. Um, seek support from a professional if you need it. Uh, maybe do some counseling or therapy, uh, practice self-compassion, be kind to yourself and understand that, you know, everybody goes through struggles. And mm-hmm. like you said, Jared, everybody's got their things. You know, this one person might be going through a divorce. This other lady, her son has met having medical issues. This, These other people, maybe they're in financial trouble. These other people, maybe their father just passed away. You know, everybody's got their things. Yep. Um, and just recognize that and be kind to yourself. Yeah. Uh, another one was engage in hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. Find something you like to do and go out there and do it. I mean... It doesn't take a lot. That could, it could be running. It could be blacksmithing. It could be yeah, uh, pickleball. I, I don't know. Whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, I think that for sports, like there's I mean, hobbies and things like that. I think it's to combat loneliness. I think it's important mm-hmm. to do things where there are other people. So like, yeah, this doesn't mean like going and doing woodworking in your shop or blacksmithing in your backyard or you know painting miniature figures. That's you can still be lonely and do those things. So yeah, like, I guess, I guess I think, if you want to do like take a class on something, yeah, go play a sport, go do, you know, jujitsu yeah. or go do X, go exercise at the gym and talk to other guys uh, or girls uh, volunteer uh, yeah. something that you like. Like there is like a gun range that I'm a member of and a club and I can go down there anytime I want and talk to, just talk to anybody about guns or politics or anything. Everybody's always wanting to talk, you know, and heck, half there's a bunch of guys that just go old guys that just go down there and just sit and hang out all day, and just talk guns. And so, yeah, you know, you've got to find a, a community of people, and sometimes uh, going and doing activities where you're running into other people is, is critical uh, to to building relationships. And then I think one extra part of that is inviting these people over to your house. Hey, can you come mm-hmm. over to my house? Or why don't we go out to lunch uh, sometime soon? Uh, and we can just get to know each other a little bit better. I think that sometimes people, if you're just casually like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, 
I'm at work or I, I, we talk to each other or I go to jujitsu and I talk to some guy and he's just like, hey, man, like, yeah, whatever. Maybe maybe he doesn't realize that I really want to be his friend unless I invite him over to my house or unless we go out and do something outside of jujitsu. And he's like, oh, maybe Jared sees me as some like more than a friend, more than just like a, a an occasional acquaintance that he sees at jujitsu. So I think that's an important step as well. And that's how you build those deeper relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. The, la- the last two that I had on the list was one was uh, stay busy. Um, you know, idle hands uh, can always just cause problems. How does that come out, Lillian? And, so? Uh, so, so I was going to say, uh, it was interesting. I was, I was listening to a podcast. Um, well, part of a cop podcast. And uh, it was 50 Cent was on the podcast. And so, I mean, he grew up in like, the hood of the hood. Um, his mom had him when she was like 14 and then she couldn't support him. So he went to live with his grandparents while his mom started dealing drugs to try to pay for the, you know, their, her kid. And then she ended up getting shot while she was dealing drugs. And I mean, his upbringing is just, just rough. Right. Um, he had an interesting take on depression and his depression or his, his take was, he said, depression is a luxury. And this is quoting from him. He said, some people can't afford to be depressed. You have to pay the bills. He said, you got to go to, you got to get up and you got to go to work. You got to stay busy. He said, most people at work don't feel uh, like being there, but Mm -hmm. they've got responsibilities and you know what? They just feel uncomfortable while they're at work. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that a lot of times, you know, I liken this to sometimes you'll see like the greet, I don't know. You remember at Walmart used to have greeters, mm-hmm. right? And they'd hand out stickers and stuff. And a lot of times they were like older people or whatever. Yeah. Right. They're just people that just, they just, just standing, sitting in the house or sitting on your couch, watching TV all day as an 80 year old is, or, you know, 75 year old is just, it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Hey, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go, you know, pass out stickers at Walmart or I'm going to go, you know, just work at Cabela's staying, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, staying busy will just help to foster an environment to where you can meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what it is. How to combat loneliness is just t- staying busy. Don't just become idle or, or lazy. Um, yeah. And then the last one I had was was putting down technology when you're in the presence of other people. Uh, you know, if you can, you can be in a room full of people and everybody's on their phone, and you, you might as well just be by yourself. Yeah, I think that I agree, totally agree with the last one. The one about like idle hands. I think that like sometimes being busy can be just as bad as just watching it's like it just i think sometimes it just masks the problem or just hides it or keeps pushing it off so you get these people who are like workaholics you know or they're like oh man i'm doing something productive or i'm i'm making money and they just are so 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 busy or like this grind grind culture where you have people that are like i got to keep grinding i got to wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning and i got to go do all this stuff and then but then like you know, in the quiet moments when they aren't grinding, 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 they're like, I feel like I need connection. And so like grinding and grinding and working hard and being busy is not going to get you connection. 
it's just going to keep you your mind distracted from connection or from doing the things that you need to connect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see how taking it to the extreme and becoming kind of like a workaholic or whatever would just be a mask problem mm-hmm. for sure. A couple other ones I had that, uh, you kind of mentioned, uh, you, t- you mentioned like calling someone or reaching out uh, to an old friend or something like that or, or to a new friend. Uh, I, I mentioned in extending invites to go out to lunch or to come over, spend some extra time. Uh, engaging with people who have similar interests. We kind of talked about that. Uh, the last one that I think that is not my favorite, but I think some people it works, especially, you know, maybe older people is having like a, a pet uh, for a company. Um, I'm not a big dog person. I'm not a big animal person, really, for that matter. But some people, uh, you know, like if you're old and your spouse has passed away, uh, then and you're just having a hard time, then get a cat or get a dog, something to keep you company, and uh, something to cut, something to cuddle with, sit on your lap. Yeah, it's it, it can be therapeutic. I'm sure it can be therapeutic. Just don't bring it on a plane. <laughs> I think that sometimes people can uh, use that as like a crutch. Like, oh, I'm an old curmudgeon and I'm not nice to any humans. So I'll just be nice to animals. And that's how I'm going to feel not lonely. It's like, eh, maybe you should not be an old curmudgeon and you can just go out and meet people, you know. So almost maybe an excuse to not go meet people and like be with people. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably a little bit of both. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, definitely, I think this is important uh, t- to keep in mind. I think that it's you have to combat loneliness. You have to actively work against it because it's easy to just not call your old friends, not send a text message, not uh, invite people over for dinner, not go out, not go out on a limb and say, "Hey, man, like, would you mind grabbing lunch one day? Would love to get to know you more a little bit more, or would you want to go, you know, to the range or something like that." Uh, so you kind of got to go out of a limb. And I think for, for guys, you know, you don't want to seem like an idiot or like a tryhard or something like that. But I think that a lot of people are lonely too. And a lot of other guys are looking for friends. And uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think sometimes too is that um, like le- learn to identify it, right? Especially if it's something you struggle with often or, you know, you have lots of ups and downs. Try to identify it early. Hey, I'm feeling this way. And. Uh, you know, try to reach out and try to combat that loneliness whenever you just barely start feeling that way versus like, you know, y- you run into some of these destructive things and, and it's starting to affect you mentally and physically and emotionally and everything else. And then and then you have to kind of really shovel and dig yourself out at that point. So I don't know, just try to catch it. Try to catch it early. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think this has been a great episode uh, about combating that loneliness, and hopefully, you can go find a a, a group of men or at least another buddy uh, that can help you get out of that. And I think that listening to your podcast with a Brothers Creed podcast can help you with that. I mean, like uh, just listening to uplifting things and uh, engaging with people, even engaging online with people, uh, can help you feel less lonely. It's not the best way to do it but it can help you feel less lonely or help, can help you find community in whatever interest that you have. So, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And I think some of the things we talked about today can even be used for cultivating 
just healthy relationships or new relationships. I mean, you don't have to be lonely to do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be lonely to reach out to family or friends. You don't have to be lonely to find a hobby or you don't have to be lonely to seek professional help. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of these things can just be used even if, you know, you just want to just strengthen your own personal fortitude. So exactly. All right. Well, this has been great. Hopefully, uh, I'm definitely going to apply some of these things to my own personal creed. Uh, Jared and I hope that you do it as well. And let's build that creed together. Let's do it.